There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Not too bad outside right now, and an even better surprise for you right now. Lori's in studio, but we've also got the one and only... It's Brittany Witch. Hanging out with us today. How's it going, guys? Happy to be here. Yeah? Yeah, of course I am. You guys are already attacking people. I love it. I'm here. I feel comfortable in this environment. I love it. Grant, how how to our Jack Ryan, um, the dirt mustache pitcher for the Twins do last night? Fantastic. He seven did. innings, I think seven strikeouts, no earned runs, looked like a stud out there, a couple bits of sweat from time to time. Yeah. Looking good, pitched well. And uh, the Yankees, this is kind of cool. Even though we just lost to the Yankees, I think it was 12 to, to 2 just now this afternoon. But we did take the season series from the New York Yankees. And the f- last time we did that was 2001. Wow. Isn't that wild? years since we've had a season series victory over the New York Yankees. So good crowd last night at the game? Yeah, well, it was a little little, little sparse. But yeah. still, it was a good crowd with everybody we were hanging out with with the My Talk studio. So it was part of Bids for Kids. So oh, I was down this there. this is the Bids oh, for Kids fun. suite. Yeah, so it was a suite. And I was hanging out with some listeners. And Give it was, some shout-outs to listeners. Yeah. Remember any names? Well, I don't remember the two names. But there was a very nice couple there whose mother is a huge listener in Texas. Oh, cool. And she bought them, his uh, the couple, a pair of seats to come hang out. And then we took a picture and we sent it back to her his mom in Texas. And she was just ecstatic. So I do not remember oh, the no name of him. But that story alone was just cool. You know, yeah. like to have a mom so buy you cool. tickets from Texas and just like, hey, go hang out with my my talkers, you know. So, so yeah, it was a little chilly. <laughs> it was. That's Although a, you're in the suite. I was so in the suite. Warm. So it was nice. And the Wild were on at the same time. So it was kind of cool to be able to watch the Wild game and the Twins game. But it was all for the kids. It was a fun day. Yeah. And, and the, then the Twins won. And like I said, broke a record. For, that they haven't done in 20 Was years. my other Joe boyfriend playing first base last night? He, did, he didn't start the game, but he okay. eventually came in right. in like the seventh inning, and I thought of you when they brought him in because they did. Yeah, he he's is a, a big hairy bear. Okay, because I'm in love with happen. Byron Buxton, and him and I are both very okay. breakable. Yeah. Um, and again, I know little. You and I, I mean, I don't know much about the, but I love Byron. I would watch him clean. I would vacuum the floor and yeah. I'd cheer him on. And he probably would get hurt doing it because yeah. that's his claim to fame. Okay. <laughs> and did the Wild win last night? Unfortunately, they no. They're not out. They have another game coming up here. I think it's a day from now. But yeah, no, they lost, on, I think, 4 to nothing in a very bad game, badly refereed game. I was it in Dallas? In Dallas, oh, yes. Boy. So now Dallas is up 3-2 to two on us. And the Timberwolves lost last night, so they're out of the playoffs officially. Okay. But the Wild are down 3-2. to two. They need to win in Minneapolis here to bring it back to Dallas for a Game 7, which I think they will do. I think they will, too. Yeah. yeah. That would be all the momentum would be on their side. That would there be good. Go. Exactly. Jeez, I, I accidentally sometimes catch the tail end of 
Sports Talk on KCP Channel 5 mm-hmm. um, at 6.30. Yeah. And um, that wild coach is... Uh, no expression on his face. Really? I mean, I've never seen anyone just Dean be... Evanson. I'm if, looking him up. If you guys ever watch the show The Office, which I think you have, yeah. uh, of course, he looks identical to Creed. Yeah, oh, he does. He's like Creed a young Creed. <laughs> he yeah, like Creed in the he's office. not giving anything away. No, he just is like stone cold. Okay, stone I hate cold face. Allegedly, now I'm starting a rumor. I feel like when I look at him, this is just my opinion. Botox, like he. Look at that face. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, men get Botox. As, and, and as they should. I mean, yeah. I'm, I have no shame in his game. I'm just saying, well, how does his forehead look like that? Well, I don't know. Some people just have good oily skin. He does. Yeah. He looks like he's got good oily skin. He looks like a stoic, iconic king. He does. He I said to Casey, it. I asked Casey last night. So we're watching... Um, Lucky Hank. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, the new um, Bob Odenkirk Bob Odenkirk show. On AMC because he's got a deal with AMC. It's kind of a weird show. Is he I like don't a know. Teacher or something? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of gloomy and okay. awkward, but we'll probably finish it. But I was watching um, Bob Odenkirk in the shower, mm-hmm. in the shower, and, and the way he was washing himself. And I just looked at Casey and I said to him, I said, you know what? I realized. You have no skincare regimen other than your strident pads and putting on sunscreen. I don't ever see you no. moisturizing, no. washing with a washcloth. Of course. I mean nothing. And nothing. and I said, no. look at how look at how good you look. And he, he looks goes, so good. He goes, I'm craggy. I got a craggy face. I'm craggy. <laughs> what is that? Well, he's just got a pronounced man bridge. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. So it kind of takes away from the yeah. ability to wrinkle it. I yeah. Guess. Yes. His daughter always says, oh, I got dad's craggy face. Craggy. I had to start doing Botox at 30. Oh. Because <laughs> I saw what was in front of me by Charge looking at him. his face. <laughs> Listen, he should be paying for that. I always say yeah. when, my, when I inherit something, um, like all my... All my laser skin removal i'm like dad you should be paying for this you have made me the hairiest person ever how dare you is gogo gonna be hairy oh my god is she hairy oh my god yes. and i love this i don't mean any downy, shame in this little downy hair. oh no she's got no like she's rocking one eyebrow already okay she and is. i love it okay. like <laughs> she's got so much expression in that one eyebrow yeah. that goes all the way across her face it is icon i just can't every time she does this like Little like it's so judgmental. Scowl, I just die, and I'm like, and Justin's like, you know, like should we secretly pluck it? I'm like, never, no, never, never. <laughs> Although maybe when she's eleven. Oh yeah, yeah. Know, and I had the same like thing. That. I had the had same thing. Unibrow? I was oblivious to that. I should have. I mean, I was just like one giant eyebrow. It was beautiful, and like we love it. And when did you decide you didn't love it? Like I think sixth I was, grade. I fifth think grade? I was like thirteen. Okay, and I had a stepsister that was like, you know that you should have two eyebrows, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> huh? I was oblivious. Yeah, I, I was young. Everyone loved right? a unibrow, right? I thought it was like the more the merrier. Um, and then Brooke Shields entered the the zone, and I was like, all right, okay. I could have two of those, right? Yeah, if okay. I just should totally. plow down the middle. So that was when I realized it. But yeah, the longer I went, I had a long time of being oblivious. Like for the longest time, my mom 
told us we, and my mom was blonde, like blonde, blonde, like you. Yeah. She told us, you don't even have to shave above your knees because it's just light hair. Me and my sister are walking around with sweaters on the back of our thighs because <laughs> we have dark hair. Yes. So like one day I like was like, I should just like see. And I took a razor back there and it was like, okay, here's yeah. a hamster yeah. in my razor. <laughs> like, I was like, mom, you lied. She's like, well, I don't, I can't relate to that. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Oh, too funny. That is good. All right, listen, uh, thanks for hanging out with us on this hump day. When yeah. we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Lori here for El Barito Mercado, where uh, the women in the family are keeping all the traditions alive at El Barito Mercado. Uh, their parents, Tomas and Maria uh, Silva, started the business in 1979. And this is just such a wonderful uh, place to get amazing food. There's a great um, restaurant. They serve um breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have great happy hours. The prices are amazing. Tuesday through Friday, $5 food and drinks. And the Mexican breakfast is every day from 8 to 11. And there's not very many places where you can get the the uh, traditional Mexican breakfast. Also, um, the deli heat and eat meals are so good. And you can just take out, there's so many kinds of salsa, ceviches, uh, the butcher shop where they do the seasoned meats that's ready for you to cook. They are on, they're in West St. Paul, family owned, locally operated. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Woo-hoo. Okay, so um, is anyone else here watching The Diplomat on no. Netflix with uh, Carrie Russell? No, but I've heard it's like, like a good like combination of intrigue and soap opera esque. It's- Fantastic. Okay, I good. Grant, did you start it? I have, it. Yeah, I've started. Uh, I'm about one and a half in. I, oh, last night I got in a couple. You kind of can't stop watching it. That's it's, awesome. I had to go to bed. That's the only reason why I stopped. Exactly. Yeah. And the show ends on an enormous cliffhanger. There's eight oh. episodes. Carrie Russell um, from the Americans and then um, Rufus Sewell. A uh, British actor, and you'll recognize him from other shows. Most recently, in Kaleidoscope on Netflix, he plays her husband, and she's she's a no nonsense foreign service diplomat to the okay. United States who is suddenly named ambassador to Britain after this international crisis mm-hmm. begins brewing between the global superpowers, and it goes on from there. Holy buckets! But the eighth the eighth episode was such a huge cliffhanger. We're in Paris. Carrie Russell's wearing an amazing red dress, and we're at Paris at night at the Louvre. I mean, it's just incredible. But the cliffhanger is so enormous. And now we have this writer's strike looming. And just last week, they renewed The Night Agent for a second season. Yep. We have no word on The Diplomat Season 2. I have to believe it's planned for because the yeah. showrunner... Deborah Kahn, who was a writer for West Wing and Homeland. Mm -hmm. And I would say this show is like Homeland meets West Wing. You know, it's got that in it. But she told a Hollywood reporter that she has this overall streaming deal with Netflix and she likes long form stories. And Homeland was like eight seasons of that show, maybe nine. And so she said, so they're hoping it continues, but um, it hasn't officially been renewed so the soonest we'll see this you guys would be next summer 
of 2024. So if I want to watch this, I could wait a little bit because of what's the hurry to sit around? Well, and it's wait. a really good show. Yeah, I know. I'm and just saying, like, if you just want to be, uh, you know, wanting to, like, I trust. Talk. I trust when you say something's good. It's good. Like, because you and yeah. I have such similar, and yeah, yeah, Grant too. Yeah. yeah, Grant, I don't trust when you say something's good because you're an optimist when it comes to <laughs> That's things. That's true. That's true. I love your reviews. I love your listen. Even you can't even like you're even nice about going. Yep. Yeah. I'll <laughs> well, give you that. and yeah. you know. <laughs> Casey and I were like, what are we going to watch after the night agent? Because I love the espionage stuff. Oh, and yeah. then the diplomat came along. Perfect and now timing. we're back to Milo Ventimiglia's The Company You Keep. Oh, so you went back to that. I stopped. And oh, you, you should You got to watch the one that Grant told us about. The seven, what is it called? Um, the one with the girls. Oh, dude, the class of 2007. Yeah, oh, the yeah. class of 2007. That's a fun one. That's I a think, completely opposite yeah. direction, I don't know but if, fun. Would, would Casey like it, you think? No. No. Okay, so watch, you get to watch that on your own. Yeah. yeah. Ironing, go iron and watch that one. Yeah, I'll watch that one. Also tonight, uh, set your DVRs or maybe just be home on on NBC. It's the Carol Burnett. Um, happy birthday, Carol Burnett. She's 90 years old today. And they taped this a couple weeks ago. But a lot of good people. It's 90 years of laughter and love. Performances by Bernadette Peters, Billy Porter, Jane Lynch, Katy Perry, Kristen Chenoweth. Wow. Cher, Sophia Vergara, Marissa Tomei. All kinds of people are showing up for this. Yeah, they are. Big group. It looks really like it's going to be really good. And, of course, Cher, um, you know, she was on her show all the time, the Carol Burnett show. And Carol Burnett would show up on the Sonny and Cher show as well. So anyway, so that's that's kind of uh, fun TV stuff. And maybe we'll have some uh, uh, clips from oh, that. I'm sure we will. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm sure. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. That's D- been a long time coming. Daytime yeah. Emmy nominations were announced today. And mm-hmm. I got to just say, I am liking Kelly and Mark in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't get what the post, why they were grinding so hard on them. But today they had a funny, because they were talking about the daytime Emmy nominations. And Mark says, Kelly, you know, you have been nominated. You and Ryan were nominated for best daytime talk show host. So was Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And um, so was Drew Barrymore, Tamron Hall, yep. and Sherry Shepard. And Kelly goes, oh, they never tell us when we get nominated for these kinds of things. And he's like, he goes, but our friend Finola Hughes from um, General Hospital, longtime General Hospital actress, he said, remember when the daytime Emmys, we would go to them because when they were Mateo and Haley on All My Children. And it would be how it would be at Radio City Music Hall. And all the West Coast soap opera people would be on one side of the room and all the East Coast people on the other <laughs> oh, side. But he's just like, it was the only time that the daytime actors would get a chance to see each other at the daytime Emmy. That's cool. See, that's so cool. I actually, I'm with you. I, I've seen a couple of clips. Um, full disclosure, I just, I, and, and Seacrest is fine, but that's kind of how I feel about him. But I think Mark adds something to it. I don't know. Yeah. I, they got a lot of flack recently. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Recently, 
by the post. But 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 I mean also because of the re they were doing uh pre recordings and I again by the post. And I was gonna say now and that's why I'm asking, did they do that with her and Seacrest as well? I'm yes. So then why why is this a thing? They just have you know there's the media person reporter coming after they don't they don't like them, but it has died down this week. Yeah. Of course Kelly, you know, her show is the highest rated daytime talk show. People do you and what was with Kelly Clarkson boom right next to her. Um who what's your favorite out of all of them? And I know oh, you Ke- Yeah, I love Kelly Clarkson. That's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't I want to put Kelly that in Kelly. your mouth, but I thought that this was No, your... I like that one I is on the DVR. The other ones like Jennifer Hudson, Sherry Shepard, Tamron Hall, Drew Barrymore. And even Kelly, you know, I I just look to see who's going to be on yeah. as a guest. You know, and what's weird is that the Outstanding Talk series, mm-hmm. the Jennifer Hudson show is named, but not Sherry Shepard. And Sherry Shepard got a nomination for talk show host, but her show didn't get it. And Jennifer Hudson didn't get for talk show host. That just seemed weird to me. It does seem super weird. Yeah, all the other, they match up, Drew Mary, you know, they, they match up the talk series host matches with the but anyway so yeah i think when i think it used to be cbs who used to broadcast the daytime emmys okay and all the entertainment reporters you know from extra they would be there but they just don't i I, they just don't do that anymore probably it's gonna gonna air on cbs june 16th oh it is yeah on friday june 16th it'll air on cbs and then it will also be on the streaming platform of paramount plus afterwards they've brought it back that's good Anyway, not that anyone's going to be staying home on a Friday night to watch. That. <laughs> I know, right? I'll yeah, watch the clips just... later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Outstanding daytime drama series is a show called The Bay on Pop Star TV. Mm-hmm. Sounds like. Yeah, The Bold and the Beautiful CBS, Days of Our Lives, which is on, you know, streaming on Peacock, General Hospital, ABC, and crowd favorite. The Young and the Restless. There you go. The General Hospital led with 19 nominations. Oh, did they get 19? Yeah. General oh. got 19, mm-hmm. and then Bold and the Beautiful got 14, and Young and the Restless got 13 noms. Okay. So, we'll see. Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> anyway, Finola Hughes, this is her year. She's been nominated many, many times. I'm not saying she's Susan Lucci yet, but... She plays Anna Devane. Okay. You're not ready to commit that, but she's pretty good. Yeah, she's pretty, pretty good. You're a big fan. All right. And the big rumor about Tucker Carlson and why he got fired, the scoop is that he gave a a talk at the 50th, the Heritage Foundation's 50th Gala, Rupert Murdoch, Lachlan, the CEO, they were all there. It got very, um, so he didn't get booted for being racist, sexist, misogynistic, and a bigot. He got booted because he went way, way off on um, all this religious stuff Mm -hmm. in this speech. And Rupert had just, like, he had just broken up with this woman that he left Jerry Hall for because she's an evangelical Christian. And he couldn't stand all the spiritual talk. And they decided he's got to go tonight. And then the other story is that it's by taking him... Carlson off the air. His ex-girlfriend's favorite show is also off the air. <laughs> and that Fox has an oppo file on Tucker. And if he tries to sue him, 
They're going to bring it all out. They, he doesn't want that. Uh, he does yeah. not want that smoke. Allegedly, yeah. he's got Barry in the works, though. Barry Friedman. Yeah. yeah well, he got Megyn Kelly her settlement. Let's be honest. And I think Don Lemon hired him, too. And he did. I'll bring a little bit about that. All right. Awesome. All right, listen. We've got a book club next. Abby Jimenez is joining us in studio. We're so excited about her latest book. Hey, everybody. It's Lori here for Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters and... We can feel that spring is here, and here is a thought. What about going to the Chanhassen Dinner Theater theater and having a great night out with dinner and a fabulous Broadway musical now on stage? It's the prom. It's there through June 10th, so we've got just a few weeks to make a date and get in there. We've seen it. I mean, you guys, this show is absolutely outstanding. Just big song and dance numbers. It's very... It's a very funny show. It's a modern story that celebrates love. This show will lift you up and bring you a whole lot of happy. Wear your tiara if you want. Make a date for Mother's Day. Go on a date date. And they have this thing, you know, intermission. Have some rainbow cake or um, uh, a grasshopper. They have delicious food there. They also have the concert lineup all year long. Get tickets at ChanhassenDT.com. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Always entertaining you. Welcome back. Uh, you are in for a treat. It's another edition of the Low J Book Club brought to you by Book Club Restaurant, where if you go in and order something delicious from Book Club Restaurant, mention the Lori and Julia Book Club and you can get a free appetizer or a free dessert. And in our book today is Abby Jimenez, her latest and I think maybe your best book, Yours Truly, is out. Did it just come out today? No, it came out on the 11th. It did. Okay, so... Oh, Abby, thank you for being in studio and bringing us some of your Nadia cupcakes. Your I know. Cakes. How could I show up without cupcakes? I, I know <laughs> it. I know. We're just so excited. And Julia really was um, disappointed that, you know, she booked you on a date that she wasn't going to be here because we are big fans of your book and I, books. And I want to say maybe four times we've had you on. I think so. Yeah. It was it was all during COVID times. It yes. was all over the phone. This is the first time I've been in the studio, which is really cool. All right. Give people the setup of your really wonderful book, Yours Truly, please. So if you read Part of Your World, which is my New York Times bestseller that mm-hmm. came out last year, uh, this is the story of Brianna, who is the best friend. And Brie is a 35-year-old ER physician, uh, two weeks away from her divorce being finalized, and she meets the new guy at work. Does not hit it off well with him. Uh, they get off on the wrong foot. And he writes her a letter to apologize for the bad start. And they start writing some letters back and forth that are really fun to read. And uh, Brianna's little brother, Benny, is in need of a kidney donor. And Jacob decides to donate a kidney to her little brother. And he's in need of a date for some upcoming wedding activities. And Brianna, who is completely indebted to him after his amazing, generous gift that he's giving her brother uh decides to stand in as his fake girlfriend for a few months and it's it's got a lot of really fun tropes in it we've got one a one bed scene yes Uh, yep you're very funny i mean your characters like in the writing back and forth to each other and how they're making each other laugh about different things i mean i'm laughing out loud reading (laughs) that i mean i you just have a great imagination for the I guess the romance or the sort of like when people are feeling each other out and trying to impress without impressing yeah, just being a, themselves. I have a good time writing them. I, I feel like I know my characters, which I think comes across when people read it. I think mm-hmm. people can 
can tell. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and then and then when I get to the end of your book and then read your author's note, I mean, are you, will you tell us about that? I don't think we're spoiling anything oh, no, no, by no. you, um, you know, sharing what we read at the end of your book. Yeah. So in 2020, I myself was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. So I'm thankfully my condition is in remission now. It was due to an autoimmune disease that I, I still have, but it's very quiet and very controlled at this point. But uh, I found myself in a place where I didn't know if one day I was going to need a kidney, a kidney donor. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've got a really great platform with these books and with my social media. And I have a way of educating people and getting certain topics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, under a spotlight. And I really wanted to do that with kidney donations. So that's an ongoing theme in this book. And um, I gosh, the DMs I get from people. I bet. I and and also the anxiety rep in the books. There's some very strong anxiety rep in the book that I'm told is extremely well done. It makes people feel very, very seen. Mm-hmm. So I've just been getting I've been getting so many wonderful messages from people who have really felt seen by this book. Yeah, because our doctor, the, the Jacob, or isn't that his name, mm-hmm. Jacob? Yeah. yeah, he has anxiety, and the way the way that he, you know writes in his letters to Brianna about it and how he talks about it. I, I I guess I had never really thought about that or realized like, and he makes fun of like his idea of hell as a crowded bar and going up to, you know, being all that. I'd never thought about any of that. And also with the kidney, um, you know, you say, Oh, you just get dialysis, you know, not just dialysis. It is really, that is a, brutal thing to psychologically have to live with. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that you can donate a kidney. You can do a living donation. You can live with one kidney. It doesn't shorten your lifespan at Mm -hmm. all. And people that donate, uh, people who receive a living donation versus, um, you know, one that's donated after the person has Mm -hmm. passed, uh, they tend to last longer. Mm -hmm. They tend to have less rejection Mm -hmm. and you can donate a kidney and and have a completely normal life after because your body just, can run on one kidney. Yeah, I know somebody who did do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now I, th- I said, I mean, I said, did you, was it because someone in your family got a donated kidney? And he just said, no, I just read a story somewhere that, you know, people are desperate and I've got this extra kidney and I just decided I could do that. And I was just like, wow. That's my kind of hero. That's, I, that's I amazing. It. Isn't that so, that's so amazing. So when people contact you, like when you found out about your autoimmune disease, how did you find out? Oh, wow. So kidney disease, and this is something that I talk about in my author's note, is silent until it's pretty advanced. Your kidneys don't like to tell you when they're sick. So you will be in stage three kidney disease before you even realize something is wrong. And in my case, I started to notice that my hair was thinning a little bit. And I just thought I was uh, gaslighting myself. As we all do. I'm like, no, it's not that bad. Is it thinning? I don't know. Um, So I ended up going and I had some blood work run. And uh, the blood work revealed that my kidneys were in distress. And it was just sort of this rabbit hole that I fell down. I felt totally fine. I looked fine. Uh, I wasn't in any pain in my autoimmune disease. Incidentally, this was the only thing that my autoimmune disease was doing to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Normally it causes dry eyes, dry mouth, things like that. And I didn't have any of that. I just had, I had my kidneys under attack. Um, So I was very, very lucky. 
I was able to discover my kidney disease before I had any scarring on my kidneys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now that I've got my autoimmune disease under control, I'm, you know, perfectly healthy again. But there was a time where it was very, very scary. So we do have to pay attention to these little things like that, you know, and not just dismiss it like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's the season. Get your physical done every year. Just get your physical done. I know. Okay, so... um, uh, your Instagram account. We just have to talk <laughs> about your dogs. Yes, Tess and Stuntman Mike. You know what's so funny is some people, I, I find that people find me a lot of different ways. Some people found me through my dogs and then started reading my books. Mm-hmm. Other people follow find me from books? my book and then they're like, wait, you're Tess's mom? Yes. <laughs> yes, my dogs are very famous on social media. I am so excited. I don't follow you, so I'm like running Give over to your Facebook. Your, in, your handle. I'm, so, yes. Author Abby Jimenez on all of the places. Mm-hmm. I'm very active on TikTok. That's where I share most of my dog videos, but I do try and put a lot of them on Instagram as well and on Facebook. But yeah, my doggies, they're very famous. They they are. I had, like I said to you when you came in, my niece is just obsessed because she's a Yorkie mom. Oh, they're so and cute. And she thinks that you have the best dog content. Yeah, I'm having such a good time. I'm not really working that hard to be honest. Yeah. Are <laughs> you just easy. What number book is yours truly? Yours you? truly is my fifth book. I've got two three book deals. So I've got one more book coming out in this book deal. I do one book a year. Mm-hmm. The next book is called Just for the Summer and it comes out this time next year. Okay. But yours truly debuted number four on the New York Times bestseller list in two different categories. And it was the number one best selling paperback last week according to Publishers Weekly, in the nation. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. It's so cool. And and it is so good. It is just a delightful book to curl up. You know, I just, laughing out loud, the story, you're a wonderful storyteller. I love your characters. Yeah, it's it's my favorite. These two are my favorite characters, for sure. I say that every time, but maybe it's because I'm just getting stronger as a writer that I like my characters yeah. every time. Do you feel Making them more dimensional. Yeah. I d- oh, definitely. Yes. I definitely am getting stronger Is as a it, writer. Does it feel like as you go on, like these are more real, like you kind of make them more dimensional or just that you have attributes in them that you like more? They've always felt real to me. My mm-hmm. characters have always felt real to me, but I think I just understand more what my readers enjoy like my readers really love quotable lines Mm -hmm. you know yeah so i make sure that i add a lot of quotable lines in my books you know things like that that just make it a better read yeah uh and then you know just i guess knowing more of i I never want a reader to be knocked out of the story because of something silly i do in the book you know it's just knowing what things those are and avoiding those things Doing that's better amazing. research yeah. in my characters. You know, I don't want a nephrologist to read this book and go, oh, that's wrong. Yeah. So I actually interviewed a nephrologist for this book. So I make sure I get all of the medical rep correct and that the ER scenes are written the way that they should be written. Yeah. I, I love that they go in the closet. <laughs> yeah. They, they hang out and they, they have lunch in the supply closet. Because Jacob's an introvert and everywhere is too loud. It's just like, <laughs> that is just like such a great character tick that you yeah. have that goes through the book. What do people always ask you, Abby? What's your number one question that you get? Uh, they they always ask me what's next. That's like the number one question that I get. Like, <laughs> I'm so trying, trying to enjoy, enjoy that. Right? Yeah. I'm trying right. to enjoy. I just wrote a book. I do cupcakes. I have a stuntman mic. Like, you're like, I'm trying to enjoy today. I know. It takes me a whole year to put out a book. And then everybody reads it in like six hours. And they're like, what's next? Mm-hmm. More, 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 more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to continue to tackle some really tough themes in my books while making it funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, my books are rom-coms, but they do always have 
depth to them. But I think so. You can rest assured that my books always have a happy ending. I do mm-hmm. write romance, and mm-hmm. as a genre requirement, my books have to have a happy ending. Yes, and I I love that because we can't read all the sad books or you know historical fiction. They yeah. are, you know, we know yeah. what the ending's going to be. Yesterday, I learned about cozy mysteries. I'd never heard that term before as a oh. genre. A yeah. mystery that's not gory with a happy ending. Yeah, there's, it's funny, all the little different niches that these books fall into. But I love romance because it is an emotional safe space. Like, no matter what happens in the book, no matter what you put these characters through, you know that at the end, there's going to be a happy ever after or a happy for now. Yeah, that's so good. Do you have any author events coming up in the Twin Cities? Oh, yeah. I have a ton. Oh, so you do? Oh, oh yeah. So okay. I'm actually about to embark on a Southern Minnesota book tour. Uh, It's a library tour, so every single event is free to attend. I will be in Rochester on Saturday. I'm going to Lanesboro, Waseca, Winona, Red Wing, uh, Cannon Falls, Awatana. And do we find this on Abby? You can find this all on uh, Facebook. Facebook. If you go to Facebook and and just go to my profile and then look at events, I've got little event pages for all of these. I'm posting them on social media as they come up. And you have a great link tree on your Instagram, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, you can get there on my link tree as well. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm heading up to Duluth, I think, in June. I want to say like June 10th. And, oh, I'm hosting Brenda Novak at Majors and Quinn. She is coming into Minneapolis for wow. her book tour, for her uh, her upcoming book. And uh, that's on May 18th. So you can join Good. me there. Okay, so we just go to a- Abby Jimenez, author. Yes. Find out everything yep. that we need. All right. When you sign books... What is your go-to? Do you like to like write something personal or just do the signature or their name? Like, what's your go-to? I just sign my name. Okay. Uh, you know, we do pre-order campaigns for my books where you can get a personalized book. But this last one that I did, I signed 3,300 oh, copies oh, of my book my in the basement head. of Majors and Quinn in Minneapolis. I like to partner with indie bookstores for yes, all of my thank pre-order you. campaigns. Thank you. But, you know, sometimes people will be like, can you write me a, your favorite quote? And I'm like, I can't. I'm I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> I literally cannot. It's going to take me too long. I won't be able to do this for everyone. Well, it is wonderful to meet you in person. We are big fans. We'll always have you on for any reason, any time uh, that you want to come on. And people, if you've ever thought about donating a kidney, know that you can. What's our resource? Where do we go? What if you were thinking seriously about this? Oh, gosh. I don't have a website off the top of my head, but I would imagine you just type in, donate my kidney. Okay, there you go. The the resources will find you. They will. If there's an address to an alley, don't go. Um, Do a little Googling. (laughs) Take your black market. Abby, thank you so much. The book is yours truly. Highly recommend. It's just a wonderful... Wonderful book, and uh, we'll be right back. Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. The topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples? People do ask me that question. Some people think, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family or you're concerned the 
other side may be depleting money. If timing is something that people are worried about, will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Tressler Family Law. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Oh, that's a good song by Jax. Yeah. I love that song. Uh, by the way, we've got a couple of books of Abby's new book, Yours Truly. Call Grant, 651-641-1071. Don't call if you just recently won a book. Don't yes. be a book hog. There you go. But this is um, so good. And that's the first time we've met Abby in person. That's awesome. And we've got cupcakes, Grant, for oh, 4 o'clock. Nadia Cakes. Oh, I know there's a cupcake with your name on I over here. I love it. And um, so, yeah, Abby, that was really super fun to have. Julia was just going crazy that she booked her on a day that (laughs) she wasn't going to be in (laughs) studio. But anyway, so, yeah, that that was super fun. Uh, What else is happening? Well, in New York today, Ed Sheeran took the stand. Um, He's on trial in New York right now for lifting his thinking out loud song. He's being accused of the heirs of a guy named Ed Townsend who wrote the song Let's Get It On, which, of course, Marvin Gaye sang. And uh, this lawsuit has been going on since 2016. And so he took the stand today, and this isn't Sharon's first time at the rodeo of uh, plagiarizing songs, I guess. He had to admit in 2017 that his hit Shape of You came from TLC's No Scrubs. And the writers of No Scrubs got credit on the that song and got paid handsomely. He settled another case in 2014 over his song Photographed. Photographed. And there have been other settlements we might not know about. Some people think his mega hit Perfect sounds a lot like Unchained Melody. And I think... You know, sampling is just more common with younger artists like Alicia Keys. um, When Girl on Fire came off, came out, she lifted the chorus of Hey There, Lonely Girl without permission. And um, her New York song is built on love on a two way street. Even John (laughs) Legend reworked Stormy for his Save the Room. Um, of course, Blurred Lines, Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams. You know, Everybody did the Marvin Gaye uh, thing because uh, they that as soon as I ever the first time I ever heard Blurred Line, I was like, this sounds like that party up or oh yeah song by Marvin Gaye. It was yeah. so so obvious. But I don't know if the Townsend is going to win. Sheeran has taken taken the stand, and um, it's a copyright infringement trial, and we do have. Um, a little side-by-side that somebody put together of the two songs, because that's, that's what we always have to do when we, we talk about it. these And then things. we make the call, the well, public opinion court. Yeah, yeah. So, but it feels like Ed is a little bit his own worst enemy. This is like at least the fourth time he's done this. Okay, does this, is this a common thing with a lot of... Um, it's younger artists yeah. sampling stuff without but, permission. But I he guess. makes 
so much music. He does. So it's he's maybe amazing. it's a percentage thing. That's why I'm saying that like he's one of those artists that puts out songs constantly. Well, let's let's, let's listen. listen to um We'll be the judge. Yeah, we'll be the judge. This is thinking out loud against Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Lawyers for the co-writer Ed Townsend. This is the key. They presented a video in court showing Ed Sheeran <laughs> yeah. doing the mashup of these two songs yeah. and called it the smoking gun. Yeah, he basically said it's quite simple to weave in and out of songs. And yeah, he did. He <laughs> said, I'd have to be a massive idiot to you know stand in front of 20,000 people and do these two songs knowing that I had ripped it off and... Um, he he said, you know, I can go in and out of many of my songs into a Beatles song. Yeah. yeah. He performs mashups of hits like that mm-hmm. on a on the regular basis. Who doesn't love a mashup? That's what a pitch perfect is based on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't hear it on this one. I don't either, and I don't like how Ed Townsend's Ben Crump, his lawyer, brought that to the stage because that kind of Yes, it shows that he does but do he this, d- but he, it kind of shows that he it's a simple like it's a simple thing. And like he even said, why would I do this in twenty thousand in front of twenty thousand people when I know I'm stealing it? You know, so they also he damned himself there a little bit. I kind of, kind of. Yeah. They have a ninety-five-year-old judge in this case. Oh, yeah, that's who's doing it. And this thing has been bopping around, but I think Ed Sheeran must feel pretty strongly about this one. He did not because he is settled with others. Yes. Um, instances Mm -hmm. and um so yeah he testified he said listen i could go from let it be to no woman no cry and switch back and that doesn't prove those doesn't prove anything exactly it just proves that like yeah the djs exist but yet that's what the defense is trying to say and it's like well no he's proving you wrong by exactly saying what that he can do that at any point in time they got some complex music theory to discuss in that jury room. You guys, but I don't hear it. Just listening to that, I don't I'm hear like, it. And more importantly, I'm gonna eat one of these cup- cupcakes. I know. Grant, get in here. I'm on my way.